I'm Tom Saunders, getting through this in the Pacific Palisades. And I'm Scott Blakeman in Manhattan. And as I strolled on New York's Upper East Side yesterday, I took note of the names of the small stores that dot the avenues and side streets. Who names these stores? Now, we've talked on this program about phrase and cliche writers and ghost writers, but what about the store name writers? Like those other uncompensated writers, the store writer receives no credit for a sign that could remain up for more than 50 years. You never see a sign that says Milano Market by Marvin Silverstein. <laughs> I passed two cleaners with names that could use rewriting. Surprise cleaners. <laughs> it's a particularly jarring name because the element of surprise is the last <laughs> thing you want when you bring in your clothes to be clean. And then a different story a block away, Bliss Cleaners projected a far more positive vibe but could be seen as going a little overboard with your reaction to simply picking up clothes. But we'll never know the scribes who wrote those store names, or will we? Scotty, doubtless what you are saying is what will happen, and we need to be ready for it. The only question is when, where, and will you get credit for predicting it in this podcast? Scotty, I for one think that when I go to a fancy restaurant and I've been waiting an hour I'm fine with tasteful signage. For example, the top-notch Normandy-inspired Scotch restaurant might have a backlit sign in the batten metal letters with the title, Ladle, Ladle. Then you looked at the smaller, beautifully, and also backlit print, the words, title by Terence Weald and Lauren Scotter. <laughs> and then, Scotty, in much smaller type, uh, it might say, based on the original concept, Ladle and Spoon by Allison Weld. <laughs> now, that's a lot. That's a lot to, to, uh, to unpack. And, and the first time you saw it, it, it would pass the time. It would be entertaining to you, creating opportunities to make snark with your friends while you're waiting for a table. Can you believe the narcissism and credit mongering? Like we haven't already squandered too much of our lives watching the credits of Star Wars movies, <laughs> they might say. But Scotty, if there's a member of the Writers Guild who's a staunch believer in credit where credit is due no matter how irrelevant to the immediate interests of the consumer, well, well, this could get serious when it provokes long overdue heated arguments. So be careful what you wish for because, Scotty, you, you might be uncorking a bottle of worms. <laughs> because why should worms always come in, come in cans? We've discussed this before. Even metaphorical worm containers probably should be recyclable. Eventually, this could become a cliche that might be long and awkward as now you've opened a reusable worm bucket that has a lid. <laughs> well, Tommy, uh, the most common writing on a store or restaurant bar name is the dated open you see it a lot uh, pizza places like sal's pizza since 1957 now did sal write that or was it his younger smarty pants brother who is the only child in the family to go to college and an out-of-town college at that and when the pizza palace opened in 1957 did the locals mock the since 1957 on the signage and in what year did since 1957 <laughs> start to sound like the place had been around for a long time? <laughs> wow, Scotty, way more questions than answers. Scotty, the idea that a restaurant's age could be its primary selling point is a 
fascinating argument against the assumption that to be successful food establishments must be trendy or currently generating buzz. So imagine a brightly lit sign outside the posh, trendy, buzz-generating French laundry restaurant in Napa stating proudly, since 1994. <laughs> then, Scotty, stretch your imagination even further and try to envision some average Joe might be driving past in a pickup truck. <laughs> Maybe he's never heard of the French laundry, but he sees the since 1994 in bold neon. And that makes him think, well, this place is a very reliable establish establishment. It's never shut down that whole time. That's where I'm having lunch. He stops and winds up spending $300, Scotty, yeah. for a few tiny amuse-bouches. <laughs> and it's prefixed, so he can't even choose which tiny dish he serves. <laughs> so, well, fortunately, such a weird world where a famous high-end restaurant would choose not to advertise its superstar chef, Thomas Keller, but rather boast its age. Well, that could never happen, but... By conceiving of this impossibility, we're demonstrating, Scotty, the awesome power of the human mind. Yes, well, and to ensure the trendy buzz you speak of, uh, a new restaurant must be careful not to incorporate current buzzwords in its name. I mean, anything with 2.0 doomed to fail. A clothing store I saw in, in Chief Sid Bay, Brooklyn, was called Selfie, which is too desperate an attempt to cash in on a popular and still relatively new phenomenon that will surely sound old in a couple of years. Just as a restaurant that opened in the 1950s with the name Blacklist, <laughs> Cold War is unlikely to still be in business today. Scotty, that is so true. If I took truth away from it, there'd still be enough truth there. <laughs> and your speculative industry brings to mind <clears throat> the Atomic Cafe, an mm -hmm. actual diner opened in 1946 during the era of above-ground nuclear testing. Your theory of buzzwords and restaurant names solves the baffling mystery of why the Atomic Cafe never became a big nationwide chain of franchisees like McDonald's or Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> Due disclosure, there is a more recently ironically named Atomic Cafe in Burbank, but like the original, no radiation has been reported anywhere near it. <laughs> Thank God. Scotty, Obviously, we're in Nobel Prize territory again. And might I humbly suggest that you write up your buzzword theory and submit it to the Harvard Business Review. For once it is published, Scotty, I foresee a lucrative career for you as a business consultant specializing in restaurant names. Obviously, this means you will need to purchase at least two new expensive suits <laughs> and some kind of briefcase to carry your theories in. Although these days... Scotty, you can get by with just a backpack, but big caveat, I still recommend that it's a coach backpack as you'll be speaking in front of rooms filled with big wigs from the business community. Well, well, Tommy, it's very exciting. And, you know, just a, a casual, modest uh, uh, idea could turn into, as you say, a very lucrative industry. And I'd have to go from sweatpants to posh suits. It would be a huge leap. And I'd have to learn how to wear constricting pants again. But it would be worth it <laughs> just to consult on restaurant names. And uh, and it is it's a huge thing. It's very important. And, and it's, uh, well, you know, I mean, first of all, let's unpack a little of this. Because yeah, you're saying that. You would need to retrain your your 
essentially your your body to to fit into a normal suit before you could really go out and and pursue your lucrative career and much needed career of business consultant on on uh, uh, focusing on the names of restaurants I right. mean, which is very important especially restaurants are in dire straits and they're getting yeah. all the help they could get uh once you're, this, oh my we, gosh yeah. you're absolutely yeah right. so and again you don't refer to uh, you know quarantine alley you know nothing with corn don't nothing that reminds <laughs> you of this they may think it's funny like the quarantine bar like oh yeah, yeah. Right, i get it quarantinas you know yeah funny. no no you could no, have a drink that. with phase that don't don't uh yeah, <laughs> that would be a, 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 a no, no, as we used to say many years ago. And see, that's and, and we got that for free. We didn't have to pay you uh, your, your. Oh, no, I'm putting it out there like a sampler. Hour. It's a sampler. And, and uh, you know, obviously to get the really the big stuff, you know, that would be a package. Right. There's a package involved. But but it's, well, uh, it's, I, I like to help out. And, and I love these names. And I, I love that. And I was going to add uh, your, I love your brilliant observation that, yes, it would not simply be by Marvin Silverstein, as you said. It's, you know, created by, there'd be a story by, there'd be many other. Yeah. Well, that, based on a concept by uh, Luke yeah. Morrendon. The big part about that is that I had to make up names uh, for that, for those examples. Those are complete, believe it or not, those are completely made up names. And they had to clear. They yeah. had to make sure that nobody actually, you know, could, could uh, you know, say, oh, wait, that's me, you know. So... That right. was uh, a lot of preparation went into just that one observation. Well, the research, this show is the research making. You had to rule out. I mean, uh, is there a Lauren Ray Scotter? And he thought for a second there might have been, but it yeah. was one T. It was <laughs> one T. And that gets you off the hook. That's so, right. you know, all we need is a, a lawsuit where they're going, you use my name without permission. Yeah. And, and, and I never, I never no. invented a, uh, the name of a, uh, of, a, of a restaurant ever. And and plus you knew that already, yeah. It, it, uh, clearly, you know, you, uh, it could uh, result in some kind of a, a mishigas. I think. Well, and, and what I worry about is that if you and I did go ahead and start a restaurant, Lauren Race got her with one T, but she could claim that it, we meant to make it two T's. She could claim it's her restaurant. Oh my gosh! I never even. Yeah. Wow, that is. That, can you imagine? We would go through all the trouble of opening a restaurant, and like we and we don't really know anything about opening anything. A no, and that's that. So obviously, it's it's a lot of working, working. It's a lot of studying, and I mean, I've been to lots of restaurants. Everybody thinks they yeah. can run a restaurant uh, because if they've been to lots of restaurants, <laughs> right? Think. Or they, yeah, or they could be a cook because they eat. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, but no, is a lot goes into it, and it's a hard yeah. thing even for people who know what they're doing. Although you do read a lot of articles, of people, you know, in these new restaurants, like, yeah, we had never had opened a restaurant before, but we kind of did, and and you know, so this popular <laughs> people too, and now it's you know, <laughs> we didn't know certain things like a kitchen, things like that, but they picked up on that, and uh, yeah. no, I wish I could help the uh, restaurant industry, you know, and I would do it for free just because we right. they need our help and. Uh, but I do, there would be a lot of credits. And also, Tom, very important, uh, font size, of course, contractually. I mean, Allison Weld, uh, you know, who uh, came up with the original concept, Ladle and Spoon, <laughs> that is much smaller. It may be much smaller. part of the sign. It's not everybody can't be in the same. You know, the agents get involved in the lawyers, so it could get a little... Messy. Yeah, that, and then you're and then you're watching the credits for Star for a you know Star Wars. Movie. Yeah, you yeah. know it's like it's and and uh, 
that's that's my fear. That's what keeps me awake at night is the uh, is the idea that you have too many credits attached to just the naming of a restaurant. What about Scotty? What about because I always bring up and I always pick on the French Laundry because I, I it was the most expensive restaurant I've ever eaten at in my life. And they all and it is you have no choice there. It, yeah. it, it, it's all prefixes. I don't even know if I'm saying that French word. No, that's correct. And I love that it's you came and choose the microscopic plates that you are presented. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's just and, 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 and that's what you know, it's, can you imagine you just stop off for lunch and, and that's what you, you know, it's one after another after another very rich. You want yep. uh, 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 and, and, and actually your stomach tends to be not crazy about all these entirely different foods in it, especially for lunch. I highly <laughs> not recommend it. Especially Even dinner, it's an adjustment. But uh, yeah. actually, in the French Laundry, not to get involved with the current things, but it's the last you know, two California politicians have gotten nailed for going against what they've told the people not to do. You know, Gavin Newsom and and also Mayor uh of, of San Francisco, they both went out with high, you know, high-priced donors to French laundry. It's like if you want to skirt the rules, go to something other than the French laundry. <laughs> they probably have paparazzi waiting now to see if you're going to go to the French laundry. So, <laughs> yeah. You'd think that was the only restaurant in California. And it's a Napa. They have to go way out of their way to get there. You know, it's a great restaurant, but still. <laughs> I mean, it's a great. I, I don't know. It's a great restaurant if you're. Um, you know, if you're just a super foodie, um, it, it's it's my wife liked it, um, uh, and um, she's a super foodie, right? She yeah. really, uh, appreciates all these these fineries, these these delicacies, and and uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't. It, but now, let me ask you this: as a as a name consultant, yes. what do you uh, um, can you foresee a, a time where you might uh, show up at the French Laundry and say, you know what, it's great, the food's great. I, I'm I'm worried about the name. French laundry. <laughs> um, I just, it gives you the idea that, you know, you know, who, uh, how many people have made the mistake of bringing their, their clothes to French laundry? <laughs> right. And they just get out of the car. They got some shirts and pants, yeah. and walk up to the, you know, the hostess and, and, and just plop it on the podium. <laughs> you know, they're on their phone. They're not really looking and you can't blame them. It says laundry, French laundry. That is a, that is a kind of, I, yeah. I don't know what it, French laundering and all that and, and yeah. uh, martinizing. I don't know if that's the same thing, but uh, no, it, yeah. It, I, yeah, who knows? We don't. We still don't know what martinizing is. Yeah, but, and it's but, still but, on some signage. Yeah, no, I think it, and I think it was a, a French laundry. It had been a laundromat. Oh, <laughs> so that's not a laundromat, but a laundry. I think so. I got to double check that, and that's hence the name. But, but uh, uh, yeah, you know, you really could make the name. You know, one thing I. I one problem about the, the restaurant, like, especially if they were start, you know, if they were, uh, you know, obviously if they were starting out, but um, no, I mean, uh, uh, and, and also, I, I mean, uh, the, um, yeah, I mean, uh, there's so many um, kind of fascinating uh, aspects to the, to just that one restaurant. That's, you're absolutely right. It's like, how, how is it that, more than one politician was caught uh, in, the same in a place. same restaurant. Yeah. And also, and, even in normal times, you know, you probably shouldn't be seen going to places where it's $300 a person if you're a politician. You know, there's a great restaurants that are 50 a person, you know, and I know these donors have unlimited uh, pockets, but 
so just from that judgment, it was it was poor judgment. But yeah. to go back to it, and and also they were indoors. He claimed the door was open. So we you know what he should have done if Gavin Newsom had had brought his laundry mm-hmm. <laughs> or his shirts, and he would have said, "Well, I, you know what? I just had you know I had some shirts to put in. Then before I knew it, I was eating there." So you know, <laughs> at least he could use our. We give him an alibi for free. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. We, yeah, absolutely. He, he's, and he hasn't really used it, but he could still use it. He could say, look, OK, all right. I I was embarrassed to say this, but I'm going to say it now. I, I thought French laundry was a laundry <laughs> and I brought my my I a bag of clothes. And, you know, probably I should have done the clothes at home in these times. But I would just I was uh, I'm a governor. I'm very busy. And like you say, Scotty, then, you know, oh, we find out it's a restaurant. Well, you know, eventually you're going to be eating there. Yeah, at that point, it's embarrassing again. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I thought you were laundry. Okay, goodbye. No, they (laughs) wind up sitting down and spending three hundred dollars. You know, and uh, uh, so, yeah, So now you came up, Scotty, you could have been in a way. I'm not saying you should be a lawyer, but maybe one of those guys who comes up with alibis. (laughs) <laughs> and, and lawyers hire you for like $500 a, a, an hour to come well, up with alibis. Have you ever thought about that? I didn't know that that was a possible position, but that would be, uh, you know, or even just a story like, a, a, you know, a guy, you know, this is how this is what we say kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, the press guy. <laughs> whatever. Story, right. This is what we're going to say. OK, uh, Gavin, <laughs> me, this is me. Right, you don't say anything now, Gavin. Just sit down and. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, how are you with Kimberly Guilfoyle and Donald <laughs> Trump Jr.'s with the same gal? Anyway, look. <laughs> no, we got to drill down on that. Yeah. Uh, that Kimberly Guilfoyle thing, mystery. Uh, just to let our, our listeners who are listening to this a thousand years from now uh, in on the joke, uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle was, is a conservative who appeared on Fox News showing off her legs on The Five yeah. for years. But somehow she was dating liberal gavin newsom married to him she actually married to him oh my married God. and now dating donald trump jr so it's sort of yeah. like how do you i mean i'm you know maybe i've dated women of quite different but that seems to yeah. be a big stretch and uh i actually met her i was on when i my days doing foxnewslive.com she was a host and she had a very i would say a saucy side to her so um uh, and all they all dressed to the nines very provocatively on Fox, too. So it was uh, an interesting right. time. But but anyway, but uh, but Gavin Newsom, I think I said this maybe in one of our earliest episodes was in our early shows. We talked about Cuomo and Gavin mm-hmm. Newsom in their, you know, uh, press conferences in the early right. days. But Gavin Newsom is the only governor who could play himself in yes. the movie about him because he's Hollywood handsome. Yes. Yep, exactly. And in fact, um no, you, 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 that was a, that was a point that was made that you made, and you're. I think the, uh, uh, in a sense, that would uh, eliminate a lot of the casting problems. Like, yeah. and by the way, there are very few movies where the star plays him himself, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and 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 there's and I can think of one. Uh, it's this is almost like a trivia question. Oh wow, a trivia fan, but. Uh, it was the Audie Murphy story <laughs> where Audie Murphy was a war hero and they figured Hollywood figured he was so he kind of young and good looking. Oh, maybe he could play himself. And he did. And he played in other subsequent movies. It, it played a mo- uh, in the movie about what 
the event that made him a war hero. So it's, I guess what I'm going with this is, Scotty, I would say look for a, uh, uh, the Gavin Newsom story starring Gavin Newsom. Yeah, well, this could be the first time since Audie Murphy. Uh, yeah, that's the first time since Audie Murphy. I, like, I don't think that, did Joe Lewis ever make a movie or something like that? Or I, I don't think any of them, you know, I think all those other movies, other people, I remember Steve Allen played yeah. Benny Goodman, I think, didn't he? Yes. Uh, and, uh, you so know. A lot but, of people, the actors have played portrayed. Yeah, people, yeah. But only Audie Murphy. And so, uh, <clears throat> so uh, I will say that, um, uh, I, I do think that, and maybe we're sort of breaking some news right here that Hollywood Reporter uh, was scooping the Hollywood Reporter and Variety on this one. Because, but I would say speculatively, um, I can imagine that there will be a movie uh, of the Gavin Newsom, or maybe a, a series, possibly a Netflix series. And we go, we see the whole story of how how his rise to uh, to governorship. What was he, a mayor or something? But then yeah, San Francisco, yeah, Scotty. The fall, the the the, the, the and I, I want to see that moment in the in the movie where where he gets the call. Uh, some uh, important lobbyists want to have lunch with you. Really? Yeah, they were saying French Laundry. Of course, it's on them. Well, I don't know. I yeah, I'll have to think about it. I mean, uh, uh, and or, or what happened? I mean, I'm just speculating what his dialogue would be. Yeah, yeah, and I guess you didn't think. Now, by the way, you told people not to go eat indoors, and that <laughs> you really will be indoors. I mean, the door will be open, but it's basically indoors. Yeah, well, who's going to know? So I don't know. It seems he needed me to be there to go. Gavin, there's so many good restaurants. You could eat outdoors and, and eat something on the less expensive side, and, and you know, but he'll bounce back from that. They actually, I could see a series, you know. Mm-hmm. The Gavin Newsom show. Remember in the 50s and early 60s, it was always named after the star. It was like, yeah, Anna Dick Thomas Van Dyke. Show. You know, yeah. it wasn't, well, it was Dick making Dick room Thomas for daddy. Right. But, uh, uh, but they also had so that. the Gavin Newsom show. It, and it does sound like the name of an actor. The Gavin Newsom. Yeah, no, it sounds like a name you change it to. <laughs> His real name was Harold Dicklesbeth yeah. and uh, it became Gavin Newsom. Yeah, yeah right. Gavin it, bum, 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 it's Gavin Newsom. And he's a governor, but he has a, he's just got a kind of this one kind of flaw. He loves good food. <laughs> you know, that, maybe that's the, the pitch. That's the elevator pitch. Or, yeah, that's a great part. And, and it's adding to that. He comes from money. I don't know if he does in real life. He, he's just used to having a lot of money. And he forgets sometimes that not everybody can spend 300 for lunch at the Fred Joy. So right. that, he's a good guy and, he, and he's very good policy-wise for the poor and progressive. But yeah, flips sometimes like, uh, like Bloomberg did once. He said, I, I, I don't see why you can't have a perfectly fine bottle of wine for $300. <laughs> he actually said that. And he's just, that's, you know, to him, that was a nine ninety nine for me. So <laughs> That was just, I'm just regular folks. Yeah, kind of thing. Like, come on, people. You know, don't get so fancy. <laughs> yeah, three hundred is fine. I'm sure you get a perfectly, <laughs> perfectly good bottle good for three hundred. You know, three hundred dollars. Um, yeah, but the 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 uh, again, this Gavin Newsom story is uh, somehow capturing my fancy, and I'm I'm assuming that it's capturing the podcast uh, audiences. Uh, uh, no, because the idea that. We could see that that whole, you know, I mean, he was telling everybody and I, I, I live in California, uh, Scotty, need yes. I remind you. Yes. So I have been the like all of us Californians, we have been hectored by our smiling governor 
don't be selfish. I, I remember he said, don't be selfish. Uh, you know, and it's always smiling. And so just keep, keep uh, hunkering down. And, uh, you know, he's always kind of talking like that. And, and in his raspy voice, which I guess is his trademark, it's sort of that slightly raspy. Yeah, you're right. He's got yeah. a raspy voice. And he's always smiling and, and, and a kind of uh, just regular guy. But this is really serious. But I'm still smiling. But you can't go to restaurants. And definitely, it doesn't matter if the, if the lobbyists. He never said that. It doesn't matter if it lobbyists are paying for it. He, yeah, he, he, he noticed didn't. that. He never said that. If he did that as an exception, then he'd <laughs> been off the hook. He said, don't dine out indoors. But unless lobbyists are paying for it in an expensive place, then you can. You know, Obviously, you, that's. You know, that's so the one exception Miracle granted. Yeah. And uh, but I wonder if he and Cuomo would yeah. get along because, you know, I mean, Cuomo is a decent looking uh, a guy, but he probably I bet Cuomo goes, oh, that Newsom. Yeah, he gets all the yeah, he's gets the limelight. I mean, Cuomo yeah, well, the poo, two of them, they're the rival uh, uh, hotshot uh, governors, you know, in the pandemic. And they had rival uh, like you say, Scotty, those rival press conferences every day. Yeah. And, and for a while it was all Cuomo. He was. He was the man, you know, yep, he, yeah. everybody tuned in. We, we, we found comfort, you know, but he would really tell it like it is. Yeah. And yeah. So, and he still, he wrote a book about that and leadership. He and, did. He wrote yeah. a book I don't already. Think Cuomo, he probably would not, because he has at least a very simple life in, in Albany. So he probably isn't going to get caught in a restaurant or traveling. He did get one little thing. This is the, he invited his mother and uh, his daughters to join him for Thanksgiving. And then that word came yes. out. And he, had to pull back on that. So, um, but I've never been, by the way, to the French Laundry. I've walked by it and I stared in. It was closed. I, you know, uh, but I did not. I've never. I have had some prefix dinners paid for me, uh, uh, but I've never gone to French Laundry. But no, and, and I don't recommend it because no. I do think that you get. I mean, again, you have no control over what you're ordering, or maybe that's changed. But that's how it was when we went there, and. And it's just all these dish. I think my uh, Cece, my wife was saying that actually, you know, in a, when you have all this kind of these uh, uh, these very different, you know, um, for a while it was it was um, uh, fashionable in um, uh, L.A. restaurants to be sort of multicultural and just have mm. lots of dishes, yeah. you know, like uh, um, you know from different lands or you know all at once on your plate and. And it, but it, it sort of felt like you'd like to think it was like the United Nations in your stomach, but no, it was like warring parties, <laughs> warring countries. Right. Were, it was in, um, like the Middle East. It was, it was like, Yalta before they signed the agreement, I guess. But well, Tommy, also, and, and that's what the, what I'm saying. That's yeah. how it is with the French Laundry. It's yeah, like all it, these different tiny little dishes that are very rich and very different from each other, and they all have to somehow get along in your stomach and they don't they don't especially early in the day also i find that i look i I applaud all these people but you know it's almost like it's seeing a show that the chef is a star of and you're going okay we'll see what he's gonna do and i'll eat it but it's not really what you want in fact i don't even mix turkey and roast beef sandwiches i like to keep it pure and and yeah i know and and that's the same family yeah but to that's turf and turf yeah it's sort of like every time i did go to per se in new york my great friend uh, Mitch took me out my birthday once and it's a similar kind of a thing and it was very very good but it's sort of and this is something you don't know what they're saying and you go okay and you have to say mm, wow otherwise you're just eating a tiny thing that is finished in a second <laughs> so, otherwise it's pointless it's like having a tuna one thing of tuna okay I'm finished so it's like mm, 
Whew, that's something, you know, you have yeah. to do that to stretch about, it out. Oh, mm. And then the palate cleanser comes out. Yeah. It's, these huge meals. And, and, and it's, I mean, they're small plates, but it, eventually it adds up. It does add up, and, yeah. And, and, and you're also there a lot. You're just sitting down. At, so that's the other thing about it, uh, that it maybe uh, Gavin Newsom might, you know, make that point. It's that, where, you know, in his, in his defense, and it's not a strong defense, but he could say at least, a mitigating factor was, you know, he didn't really enjoy it that much in the end. It gave him kind of indigestion. Like he yeah, could uh, And on his way back to San Francisco or to Sacramento, uh, he stopped at In-N-Out Burger and had uh, <laughs> that. Then he's a regular guy. That would be the way to turn. I go. You know what? I didn't like that three hundred dollars. The, the lobbyist threw it up. Suits, threw not it. me. I had an In-N-Out. I loved it. You know. So, so we give that, that would have been. You know. Uh, and, and and that he wore a mask and, and when he had the In-N-Out burger and that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Scotty, again, that's another, um, you know, it's an embarrassment of career opportunities for you because why couldn't you become a, a consultant to governors? Yeah, or and, an elected official about these specific, oh, not policy, but actions and things. Restaurant yeah, usage yeah. and 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 other uh, other things that might yeah well you basically you're a res, re, um, reputation saver yeah you're the guy who keeps the people who says Gavin you know what I know these lobbyists are going to pay for this and it sounds delicious you've been cooped up in Albany or not Albany but Sacramento yeah and uh, and and that's kind of like hell really <laughs> I, I know that you know you know you you have to be very empathetic. But you got to talk him out of going to the French Laundry, and especially Scotty, to go to back to the French Laundry. Uh, uh, that's that's the big concern. Well, that's yeah, for the mayor of San Francisco, to, it's not the end. Well, that was that was her, uh, literally a week later. Of all the places she's going to have, uh, uh, you know, she went back to the French Laundry. It's sort of like, no, we did that and it was bad. So pick this billion you, you great the, places. The, the, the uh, San Francisco mayor. Yeah, she had a first of all go to Napa. Why not have her birthday dinner in San Francisco and give some money to San Francisco restaurants? I mean, that <laughs> alone yeah. would be, uh, I guess I'm PR in a way, but I'm more of a life coach for these politicians. Yeah, and you are. You're, you're a, 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 but, but a life coach that specializes in governors and mayors. Mayors and generally with restaurant outings. And having to do with, with uh, you know, specializing in making sure that they don't have career destroying restaurant outing yeah i mean that's a that's it that's your elevator pitch for your for your career right yeah there. yeah well and we started tommy's with restaurant names that i fancy myself you know uh, you know maybe one day uh, you know writing a restaurant name and every time i walk by they're going <laughs> that's mine and i think sadly, Tommy, coming around to another discussion we had many episodes ago i think first of all it's a great idea that we came in and they will do it but I think yeah. it will go the route of the ghostwriter. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 not the ghostwriter. The uh, yeah, it'll just be yeah. No one will know. But oh, the ghostwriter of the name of of, uh, of the restaurant name. I don't think we'll see the day. Yeah, no, I, I see. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 where you don't get credit. Yeah, I don't see the credits as you pointed out so aptly. It would involve a lot, uh, you know, an executive. Well, small fonts, and, different and, fonts, and it gets muddled. You, know, you want to yeah. have one name on the awning. And you can't fit it all in. So I think it's going to be one of these unrecognized, uncompensated writing positions that I hope, as you alluded to earlier, the Writers Guild will address at some point. Well, we may have to go on strike on your behalf. That's mm. that's the other thing. <laughs> it, it, 
and I, and that's not going to be good news to a lot of writers, but we've got to do it. We've got to make sure that, that, you know, you're going to, you're getting paid for coming up with restaurants. All writers, all writers, all writers, you know, it doesn't say just screenwriters guild. It's writers guild. Yeah. Right. Any kind of writing. Yeah. And that menu writing, we talked about placemats at, 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 at diners that we love. And, uh, you know, that's that's a different thing. But many. You know, well, is it? Because I wonder if placemats because you talk, you know, we t- and I know we're, we're running out of time here. But but, uh, you know, often placemats at, at family restaurants have fun games. And oh, and, I love that. And, yeah. And puzzles. Right. And sort of the, to play. What if you did? What if you had highly literate placemats for upscale restaurants <laughs> that have New York Times crossword puzzles and, and, and interesting uh, articles and and, uh, and possibly short stories. That's hilarious. I mean, we have to, I mean, this is just a, and this is something we say towards the end when this is something that if someone did this, this would be the only thing they could have thought of their whole life. And they, <laughs> I mean, it's a great upscale placemats with, yeah, as you say, the New York Times crossword or, or what's the even harder one in the yeah, even harder journal and Sudoku, whatever. Time. And then, yes, and then excerpts of short, well, short, short stories or yeah. things, uh, excerpts in The Economist. And, uh, yeah. I think. Reviews of, of, um, of plays in London. Yeah, and only in London and very obscure books and like as the Wall mm-hmm. Street Journal. I know, I think there's so much there. And of course, the advertising would, would oh, do it too. Very upscale. Very Thomas pink shirtings and uh, you know <laughs> and things like that and well I, I, Tommy I mean I think there's I could hear those wow. footsteps some people listening to the podcast and running out the door of the patent office to uh, do that because that's yeah. a, got who can blame them, Scotty who yeah can well, blame Tommy them. wow what a way I mean I love almost as a comic goes out on a big laugh on this show <laughs> today we go out on an incredible invention that yeah. is. Just amazing. Well, it's going to happen. It's just you know a matter of time. Yeah. Well, Scotty, once again, I I'm, I'm I am uh, I, there's no really uh, other thing to say, but I continue to be Tom Saunders. And following up on that, I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman, and we're getting through this.